0: we are back with another edition of the quarantine cast like always i'm really really excited for this one i'm having a new guest on uh, which is actually coming becoming harder and harder to do because i'm at like almost 200 episodes so uh, i appreciate you taking the time i'm joined by uh ufc flyweight jerome rivera how you doing
1: i'm doing great sir you got a pretty busy schedule yourself uh i'm doing good how about yourself
0: not bad, man. Not bad. Just uh, making most of the weather here. Uh, I'm up in Halifax in Canada, so well, we don't get good weather very often. So we, we've got like this period where, where it's really warm. So uh, I've been making the most of it. Speaking of weather, I mean, you're down there in, in beautiful New Mexico. What's, what's it been like down there uh, with the pandemic and everything?
1: <clears throat> uh, it's been a little bit odd just because you know different counties have different restrictions and then here in new mexico we also have a lot of uh, native american land uh that's owned by the reservation so they have their own rules and restrictions also and they're like really strict like if they say you know i remember in the beginning there some of the people i used to work with at home depot they could literally only leave between certain hours of the day and there was certain days where they had to completely stay home Um, As far as in Santa Fe, where I live, you know, it's been kind of like it is everywhere. During the first, like, uh, year from, like, March to March, you know, everything was pretty strict for the most part. I had to wear a face mask, but uh, everything's starting to open up now. Movie theaters are open. We could uh, work out in gyms with our masks off, so that's pretty nice. That's one of the main things I was looking forward to.
0: Yeah, you've had a a crazy year. I know a lot of people have been like, you know what, I'm taking a year off or I'm sitting back and – Complete opposite for you. You went out there, you made your, uh, you know, you had a successful run there on the contender series. Then you've competed, I think three times now in the UFC. You're coming up on your fourth. I think this is going to be what five fights in, in a year, which is crazy. Uh, talk me through this, this past year. And, and how do you assess your, uh, your 2020 slash 2021 so far?
1: uh 2020 i'm super happy with how everything worked out you know i fought for lfa at the beginning of the year january 2020 and i told myself i'm gonna have a busy year i'm gonna be active i'm healthy you know let's go for it this year and uh when the pandemic first happened i was like oh no i'm not i'm not gonna fight all year i didn't really know what to expect they told me I was gonna fight contender series in June, which ended up getting pushed back to August. And it seemed like ever since I contender series fight, things just haven't slowed down. I had that fight, then the short notice fight with Tyson Nam. Um, then, you know, a few months later, we had the fight at Figueredo in Abu Dhabi. Then we took the other short notice fight against O'Day Osborne. So, you know, it's good. Even though things didn't work out in my favor, I didn't get a win in my last three fights, but I uh, learned some very, valuable lessons I um yeah and you know I got experience What what doesn't uh, kill you makes you stronger and you know I learned a lot in all those fights and I'm just getting better and better every fight
0: yeah man I mean it's it's crazy to see someone jump in and uh their first three fights took place in three different weight classes very rare um like you said you stepped up you took fights on short notice across the world Um, Obviously, learning experience, uh, you got in there, you got to compete in the UFC, is there any regret on taking those short notice fights?
1: Not really regret, but looking back, I I now see that it wasn't a smart decision to, you know, maybe taking that short notice fight against Tyson Nam, that was to get into the UFC, so I think that one made sense. Uh, The fight against O'Day Osborne, I think that was just me being a hothead and just kind of hopping in there. but. Also, just me being me, you know, I'm a warrior. They asked me if I could fight and I was ready to fight. So I wasn't going to say, I wasn't going to say, ah, oh, you know, I'm a little too heavy or, oh, you know, my hand kind of hurts because I just fought a couple weeks ago. I was feeling good. I believe in myself and I believe that I could have beat Ode Osborne that night. And unfortunately, I went and made a mistake. But, uh, you know, sometimes you got to take those risks. What I did wrong in that Francisco Figueredo fight, I felt like I didn't take any risks until the third round when the fight was almost over. So, you know, I I had to take a risk. Something told me to take that O'Day Osborne fight, you know. It's just something in my gut said, let's take this fight. Whether you win, you lose, or draw, it's going to be a good experience for you. And we're going to come back stronger no matter if it was a win or a loss. And now I'm getting put to the test because I did lose that
0: fight. I think regardless, I mean, you get... Both the respect from fans as well as the promotion itself. I mean, stepping up and taking short notice fights when they need someone. Uh, the UFC tends to uh, reward people like that. And, and here you are. You've got, you're have got you on a three-fight losing streak. You're getting a fourth fight. And I think, I don't know if you know this or I don't know if anyone knows this, but you're actually going to set a UFC record win or lose um, on that card. You're going to be the first person to face three people consecutively whose first and last names start with the same letter. So pretty cool UFC stat right there.
1: Uh, that's pretty cool, yeah. That's awesome. So I feel like also I was probably one of the first guys that fought his first three fights in three different weight classes. So. Yeah,
0: look at that two two UFC records right there, uh, which is crazy, all in under a year. Uh, speaking of Jalgas Jumagulov, Zhamag- uh, what's your thoughts on the on the matchup?
1: I like the matchup. I think he's a tough guy. Uh, he likes to keep a relentless pace. Good wrestler. But I feel like I'm going to have an answer for Xhagas everywhere the fight takes place, whether it's striking, wrestling, jiu-jitsu. I feel like I have the advantage everywhere. Uh, physically, I have a bigger frame than him. I feel like I match up well against him everywhere that this fight goes. So really excited about the matchup.
0: And additionally, you get to spend some more time um, on this one. just on a short notice. How, how big has that been for you being able to, to get a proper training camp in?
1: Oh, it's great. You know, the Tyson-Nam fight, I had a week to get ready for the O'Dell's Osborne fight, I had like three days to get ready for. Um, so yeah, and then even that last fight, or the fight before that, when I fought Francisco Figueredo, six weeks out from that fight, I caught COVID. And then coming back, my first workout after catching COVID, I think we were about five weeks out, maybe four and a half. And I came back and I tweaked my back right away. So then we lost another week there. So... That turned very fast from having eight weeks to having four weeks, and uh, so yeah, I feel like this is my first legitimate camp where I'm just healthy. I've been able to grind. I've been working hard. We had a good off season leading into the start of training camp, so yeah, everything's just working out perfect for this one.
0: And then, additionally, unlike the other three fights, you get some fans in the building. Fans are in attendance at UFC 264. What does it mean to you to be able to uh, to perform in front of an audience?
1: It feels a little more real, you know, like I, I understand that I'm in the UFC and those were UFC fights that I had already, but it just felt something was off, you know, I felt like we're walking into a room, almost like a sparring match in a sense, like bunch, I don't know, it was, it was a weird vibe. It's going to feel weird, good to have uh, fans there again.
0: And also, um, I mean, I can't go without asking. I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, it's Conor McGregor. Some people don't fanboy at all, but being able to compete on a card like Conor McGregor, means something to everyone. simply because he brings brings people to, you know, people tune in when Conor McGregor is fighting. How special is it to be able to to share the card with someone like Conor?
1: It's it's super special to be able to share the card with such legends like Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor and all these guys that are going to be future Hall of Famers. As far as on a personal note, you know, I'm not like, I don't fanboy too hard over Conor. I used to, but, you know, just after some of the decisions and stuff he's made, uh, it's not really my guy anymore. But Dustin Poirier, I think that dude is super humble. And yeah, just the fact that I get to be on a card amongst these legends is so crazy. That was really cool. And we were out there in uh, Abu Dhabi because, you know, we would go out for lunch and the hotel is only it's all UFC fighters. So you go out to lunch and you look on the patio and it's just everywhere you look. Legendary coach or Hall of Fame fighter or main event fighter. So uh, that was super cool to be at that hotel with all the all those tough fighters.
0: So, I mean, you, you mentioned before you worked at, was it Home Depot? Um, what's it like now being able to be like, you know, is there any sort of, like, star status uh, right there for you in, in Santa Fe? Are people recognizing you as the uh, as the UFC fighter?
1: Um, not so much. I mean, Santa Fe is, like, a really small community. And um, definitely, like, everybody that I know <clears throat> is always like, go, Jerome, you know, that we wish you luck in the next fight. But, you know, I'm not like... I don't walk around like some star or anything. Not too many people know me around. Still got to earn that right.
0: And then I want to talk a little bit about the status of the, uh, the that division, the 125-pound division. I'd say it's still relatively – it's still growing. Um, do you feel like that's a perk, you know, just being able to to, to be competing in, in a such a shallow division? It means, like, you know, you can lose three straight fights and, and, and stick around. And additionally, one or two fights, you're in the rankings.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a big perk. That was one reason why I've, That's one reason why I've always liked the flyweight division because, you know, I, I had always seen that there that uh, it's also like another division that's kind of easy to get signed to just because all the faces in there. It's not that the fighters aren't tough. The talent is very high. It's just they're not uh, household names, every anybody in that division. So yeah, you put a good little streak together. It's pretty exciting thinking that you can. Go and fight for the title so fast and then also with brandon moreno i feel like he just opened up the division a lot because i feel like a lot of people were looking at david St. figueredo as almost like uh, is he the next demetrius johnson or is he the next say udo is just going to come and finish everybody so i think brandon moreno just kind of flipped everything upside down and made it a little bit more exciting for everybody
0: and i'll ask you a couple more here and then i'll let you go but uh I mean who are your training partners for this one and 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 what sorts of preparation or what sorts of alterations have you made for your prep uh leading into this fight uh
1: jordan espinosa has always been a longtime training partner of mine he's uh ranked in the ufc for a while there he actually just got cut recently um he had to get surgery on his wrist for this fight so i didn't have him along camp alongside in camp with me but i've had a couple of really tough flyweights uh, Dom Rivera and Javier Cepeda. They've both been helping me a lot, really good boxing and wrestling from both of those guys. And then uh, we've been making some trips out to Utah, training with my buddy, Cole Jensen, Josh Jensen, Rich Chavez, uh, the level of grappling out there is super high. They've been helping me work my offensive and defensive wrestling a whole lot and uh, offensive jujitsu. So yeah, you know, those, those are some tweaks that we made in camp. I've also been working with the new striking coach, uh, Coach Alex over at Jackson Link. I'm not a part of Jackson Wink now, but Coach Alex is a new coach of mine that I've been learning from. So, yeah, you know, we've we've been bringing in a bunch of new people during this camp and just trying to get out of our comfort zone and grow as much as we can.
0: And then uh, then one last one uh, for me here is, is there anyone you want to shout out, anyone you want to thank before we end it?
1: Uh, I just want to give a huge shout-out to my coach, Joshua Montoya. That dude just, just showed me how much he cares about me. During this camp, he had to take three weeks away from his family while they went on a family trip to Disneyland and going and doing all this fun stuff and just stayed behind. And I was his main point of focus every day. So there's so many people who showed me how much they care about me during this camp. My fiance, Gabby, she's uh, done so much for me and all my training partners, everybody is just always constantly rooting me on and helping give me motivation. So just thank you to everybody in Santa Fe, Albuquerque, Utah, July 10th, we gotta go get this guy. Thank you.